B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the cans of your mind. Uh, Dude, I was hi. absolutely dying during the first half to get to halftime just because uh, it's this Discord server that I usually I don't I don't mute this server because there's usually not a lot of activity on it, so it's not a big deal. Dude, there was just like a thousand messages all of a sudden. So I kept hearing it in my headphones like did it do 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 I'm like How? <laughs> like what the fuck? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I got that turned off, and I got another beverage. What you drinking on? This is Cool Kids Juicy IP. Cool Kids. Yeah. This is from Cali Craft Brewing in Berkeley. Um, it's a good hazy. You do have to. So one thing about hazies is drinking them from the can is is not a good idea. They tend to get more of this. Oh, you got to pour them. You got to pour them. Otherwise, well, that's good to know. Yeah, because I like it in the can. So do. <laughs> Hey now, uh, so do I typically, but with hazies, you really got to pour them because hazies can be a little sulfury. Um, and when you pour them, it kind of eliminates that problem. So yeah. Oh, okay. Sulfury on the nose? On the palate actually. Okay. Yeah. I don't, Interesting. Yeah. Some, Interesting. some, even when you pour them are, are that way and those I don't like care for at all, but. Nice. <clears throat> Man, I have so much more to say about the militia being involved in Kenosha and just all that shit, but I just... I know. There was a lot. I mean, we're already over an hour in. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that first half. Yeah. All right. Halftime topics are coronavirus, sports, Dustin's questions, and then a quote. No, no, no. What we've been consuming and then a quote. So this one, this side will be a little bit of fun. Okay, guys? Yeah. Oh, shit. I just saw a note about... Uh, FEMA's disaster fund was used for Trump's bypass of Congress since the Senate wouldn't vote uh, vote on the House's like CARES or whatever heroes bill, and now FEMA doesn't have the money they need for all these natural disasters. I feel like we talked about that on the show. I'm pretty sure we we talked about it as an idea that like he used FEMA for that, but it was prior. It was while we were anticipating the first hurricanes. Right. And then, that's when yeah. we first talked about the whole Noah story that it was going to be a bad year. Likely, yeah. and then here we go. Apparently, I don't know what state it was, but apparently only one state even played ball with the White House by issuing the $300 part of the $400 checks the White House was promising. I think all that money's tied up. Yeah, I think so too. All right, well, this isn't about coronavirus. Uh, what kind of it is? Um, all right, so um, the concept, or the concept, the topic of convalescent plasma has come up in the news a lot lately. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that. So are you familiar with convalescent plasma what it is is an idea yes so basically you you have a, a person who is infected with the virus you uh, draw their blood and you take the plasma out of that blood which in theory well, so, so someone who has been infected with the virus and beaten it right so they've they've yeah. they've gotten past the disease um, so in theory that plasma then would have antibodies in it that would you could then inject into other people to give them some um, immunity to the disease or at least help them fight it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fighting infections in general, convalescent plasma is a perfectly valid treatment for fighting infections. It's been around for over 100 years. Uh, You take the plasma-containing antibodies from someone who's received or recovered uh, from their illness, and you give it to someone who's at early stages of that illness, and it gives them short-lived protection so that they can get over it quickly and never develop a severe form of that disease, right? Right. All right. Um, even that said, each disease behaves a little differently So to convalescent plasma. So it's not like you can just like wing it, right? Um, although that's kind of how it started off, I think, for smallpox. They would like take a piece of the pus and be like, that's enough, here, rub it on your cut. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I know. That sounds gross. So, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> uh, antibodies have to be tested to see if they're even effective for right. the disease that you're trying to use. So, in the case of coronavirus, we didn't know until somewhat recently that the antibodies are believed to be very short lived. So, you know, someone who's recently beat it does have effective antibodies, but months later they won't. So, it's not like you have an endless supply of antibodies from someone who's beaten it, right? You follow me? Yes, they're not the uh, fountain uh, of 
endless antibodies. Yeah. And it needs to be done in a systematic way. So for example, there's stories of people that took convalescent plasma to help fight off Ebola and those that were given it, it got significantly worse. Um, so, you know, in theory, you're going to have an immune reaction. That's the entire point. Right. Um, and it needs to be studied so that you can give the proper dosage so that it's effective and not deadly. Um, even at this phase, it, the data is still preliminary. I, I believe what, what happened was um, that the FDA got caught up in something. Um, the president was – do you, do you have the president's side of what was happening? Like can you set that part up? Uh, so he tweeted that the the deep state the deep state is that state the deep state um, and in this particular tweet he's referring to the FDA was slowing down um, effective treatments for COVID because they wanted to hurt him politically. Yeah. Um, so after that, then magically the FDA comes out and says, "Hey, yeah, this this convalescent plasma stuff's great. Let's we're, it's it's approved therapy, right?" Right. And, and and I think what they cited were like preprint studies. So people that wanted to say convalescent plasma is bullshit were able to say these aren't even real studies, kind of like the way people said you can't trust uh, colocular. Hydroxychloroquine. Hydro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, which is at least consistent logically to say if you thought that was bullshit, you shouldn't be able to support this. But it was really more in the manner that the FDA sort of made an about face, right? Yeah, and... In turn, two uh, people in the FDA have been fired because of it. Well, because it made the because the FDA is supposed to be completely science based and not biased, and they can't say they're not biased when the president criticizes them. And they turn around and perform an about face, right? You hear a lot of doctors and scientists and epidemiologists lamenting the fact that the CDC and the FDA used to be the premier organizations in the world as far as dealing with these types of infections and and diseases and as a result of trump's assault on these institutions now you can't really trust them or at least you know they've lost their standing in the world i mean we have the story of about dr fauci uh you know the, the the cdc came out and said uh as far as testing goes if you've been exposed to to COVID nineteen, but you're not uh, showing any symptoms, you don't need to get tested. It's fine. Go about your your daily life, um, and that was a, a change, obviously, from where it had been before. Now Fauci's come out and said he completely disagrees with that, and that they came out with that um, update to their um, guidelines while he was having surgery, I think, so he wouldn't even be able to react to it in real time when it happened. Yeah, the testing guidelines. Yeah, so it's just, man, the assault on the institutions from this administration. And these are important institutions right now. I know, but the director of the FDA (laughs) fucked up, man. Like, it it was a preprint study. Right. So by by using that, he opened himself up as a target, the institution as a target. The the study that he that he relayed about the information about, I mean, the, the study he relayed the information off of, really looks like a cherry pick data. They did multiple analyses, analysis and chose the analyses that best fit their hypothesis. Right, which you can't um, do in science if you want effective science. Like that just doesn't right, work. Right. It showed that in he so part of this is like what he was relaying. It showed that in one group uh in one subgroup in a certain age, early treatment less than 80 years old, the death rate would drop from 11 to 8%. So this is where he really fucked up. Like from a scientific perspective, this is actually way worse to me. So he started, do you know the difference between um, absolute and relative risk? And in, in in, when you talk about like statistics like this, just say yes. Yes. So absolute, so, so the death rate dropped from 11% to 8%. Uh, he, he claimed that there was a 35% drop in deaths. He claimed that the relative reduction, which was the difference from 8 to 11, which is the 35% difference, he claimed that that's the death, the the reduction in death. But the reduction in death was only the 3% difference from 11 to 8%. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he quoted as a 35% reduction when it was really a 3% reduction. Right. Like he basically said, if 100 people have this, 35 won't die. I think he actually said that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, no, only 3 new people won't die, which is probably right inside the margin of error. Sure. Yeah. So again, this is an empirical treatment. Um, 
like you can you can do this and look at it and see that it works like i i know people i i know someone who's a she she just retired she's a friend of the family she got covid because she's an rn she got it early on while she was working she ended up retiring during this because of that and part of what helped her recover was convalescent plasma. They've been using this. Here's another thing that's weird is they gave an emergency use authorization. That was what the president was harping about wanting, right? Right. But there was no need for them to actually give that emergency use authorization. It. They've been doing this since the beginning of the of the of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So it just all it ended up doing at the end of the day was completely undermining the FDA, which is fucking great. Like you said, we need these institutions. Fauci said uh, the sudden decision to change federal guidance on testing was made while he was undergoing surgery. Experts strongly disagree with the new guidance, which the CDC, uh, which a CDC source says was ordered by top administration officials as Trump's renominating convention approached. I mean, this is not what you want when you're in the middle of a global pandemic. From you. No, but it is what you want when you're trying to stir chaos in an election year. You're not wrong. All right. You want to move on to another topic? Don't we have sports? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the real quickly? Oh, yeah. I did. I saw. So I saw that. I don't, do you use. Do you play Animal Crossing? I don't. I have friends who play it and they really like it. I don't even have a Switch. I've, uh, to me, the game looks a little bit kind of lame, but I, I, I've never played it. Do you it. have to have a Switch to play it? I think it's on Switch exclusively. Oh, I thought it was a phone game. I thought it was like Angry Farms or whatever. No, it's a much expanded version, I think, of some sort of game like that. It's on the Switch, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Biden. So the story is that there are <laughs> – you can get Biden yard signs for your, your Animal Crossing um, house, I guess, um, and, and put them in your yard. Just for funsies. Which is funny because, like, anytime I listen to a conservative show, once in the show, they'll be like, still don't see any Biden yard signs. It's like, dude, I don't know anybody that puts yard signs up. So that doesn't mean anything. Like, just because, you know what I saw at work last week was somebody had to stop the Donald um, uh, bump or yard sign in their in their yard. Have you seen those on Facebook? No. Well, I hardly ever go on Facebook, but no, I haven't seen yeah, them. That's true. It's, uh, it's STD. Stop oh, that's Donald. hilarious. It says, it, says, it says STD, stop the Donald, uh, stop the spread. I, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, I, I've, I, have, I still haven't seen a Biden-Harris yard sign, but. I haven't seen a Biden-Harris or a Trump, I, Trump yard sign at all. I, I live in one of the most liberal areas in the country. I, I think that's fair to say. I, yeah. I don't see any yard signs at all for either direction. Yeah, who the fuck wants to do that, dude? Nobody wants to do that. No. Like you'll put a yard sign up or you'll tell a company you'll put a yard sign up like to discount like a contractor oh, service right, right. or something. AT. And then as soon as they pull away, you just yank it out of your yard. Because right. who the fuck wants yard signs? Nobody up? wants that. No. I'm not putting a bumper sticker on my car either. Fuck that. No. Fuck that. No. What, for four fucking years? No. Hell no. <laughs> Especially my yeah. brand new shiny one. Yeah, um, it is. It's shiny and brand new. Yeah. So you want to get into sports? Yeah. You want me to start? Yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So this is. I mean, this is a sports story, I guess, technically, because it involves a sports figure, but it's really not about sports. So my favorite hockey team, the San Jose Sharks, um, my favorite player on that hockey team, Logan Couture, who is the captain of the team. Um, I have his jersey. and I have it when it, well, there was an A on the sweater because it was before he was even the captain of the team. So I like the guy, right? He's a great hockey player. Uh, he does good interviews he has a good sense of humor um i really like the guy i heard you like me i like the guy no do you remember that that was what uh biden said when he shoved that girl against the wall oh right and sniffed her hair yeah i don't think that's what he did oh, okay oh right he, yeah he did the other thing yeah allegedly sure so he was in toronto and he he tweeted i was in toronto talking about voting for the republican party and i mentioned donald trump by name I was sucker punched. Is this really what we are coming to? And then I think he said something like, man, we're really lost or something like that. So when you sent me that, my first thought was, are people really sucker punching hockey players? I thought that as well. I, it seems unlikely, but if he says it happened, I, I'll take him at his word, I guess, unless I hear differently. Um, so apparently he got a lot of blowback for from that tweet. I mean, obviously he plays up here in the Bay Area, which is a very liberal area, right? Um, I saw people saying things like, oh, you know, burn his jersey. I'll never wear his jersey again, that kind of stuff. And I guess kind of what we were talking about previously about 
being able to have political arguments that don't lead to violence or or insanity, I guess. Dude, I'm still wearing his jersey to the next Sharks game I get to go to. Because you know what I, I like about hockey players? Is I like hockey players that are good at fucking hockey. And I don't really care about his political views. I mean, I guess if he had come out like... I'm trying to think of, of something that is similar but different that would have really changed my opinion of him. Like, if, if he came out and said he believed in Pizzagate and that, you know, Hillary Clinton was was raping children and they're heading a massive pedophile ring around the world, I, I guess maybe then I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I can wear that guy's jersey anymore. But I don't see why people can't separate these things. Like, he can, yeah, he can be a Republican. It's fine. I, I mean... He can be a Republican. He can he can vote for Donald Trump. It's it's a free country. That's the point, right? Why why does it have to rise to that level? Why can't we see past that? Stuff? Does it make you think differently of them, though? Honestly, no. Not of him. No, really? no, not at all. No. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can help it. Like, I, I feel like there is something to be said about you know, Don. In two thousand sixteen. He, he was an outsider and a lot of people that would normally vote for a third party probably were convinced to vote for him, but he's not an outsider anymore. He's the Republican party and the Republican party is him. And he has spent three and a half years from my perspective, kind of torturing half of the country and kind of trolling them and getting them to react so that he can own them. And, you know, if he gets reelected, it'll, significantly reduce the chance that he's in prison in the next four years. So it's important to him. Um, I, you know, it's really hard for me. I, I don't know that I wouldn't have a different opinion of someone that would vote for him in 2020. Well, that said, anybody listening, I won't stop being your friend because of it. I won't not love you if you're a loved one, but it, you know, I, I feel like Somewhere in our lifetime, we forgot that your vote is your endorsement. So your vote isn't saying like American Idol, like I'm going to call in and hopefully I can vote six, seven, eight times and really get my guy to win. It's not about that. It's about you're going to sign off on this person and they're going to be a leader based on what you think the best qualifications are. And that says something about your character is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, so, he's shown us for four years what he's about and I'm not about this anymore. So Logan, no, I'm about anything other than this, really, including... Sure, call him a socialist. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, shit, I'd be fine with Bernie Sanders and I'm a libertarian because I want something different than this. I mean, Logan did come out with the follow-up tweet a, a few days later, and it's hard to say whether he posted this tweet at, you know, the point of a gun. You know, when I say that, I mean, you know, whether the organization or his publicist or somebody was like, hey, you really need to come out and do some damage control here. Uh, but he said, bringing politics to my platform is wrong. While I did not do a good job of communicating my thoughts earlier today, I do believe that everyone is entitled to their own voice and opinions. But regardless of what anyone believes, and to be clear, I do not believe in supporting Donald Trump, responding with violence isn't the answer and doesn't solve anything. Um, that seems a little weird. As I said. So he, that statement says he doesn't support Donald Trump? Correct. Yeah, I don't, understand. I don't know what to make of that so, at all. I think that's weird. But maybe I didn't understand so what he meant. In the, the first, first place. time, all he says is he discussed the Republican Party and voting for Donald Trump. Not he didn't say that he was voting for Donald Trump, but it appears that, of course, that's what he was talking about. So I don't know. I do agree that something like that, somebody saying that, and then it coming to violence is completely wrong. You know, it's probably not appropriate in this situation, but in general, I mean, half of tolerance is forgiveness, right? right? maybe more, 90% of tolerance is forgiveness, sure. you know, accepting that we're all just people and people have flaws. Like we have one run at being alive. So we're going to have a series of ideas that will, you know, mound up in our mind into principles. And sometimes our principles are wrong. Yeah. Then you, you grow through that. Like I, I lost a friend last weekend over this bullshit and I'm right here if anything changes and maybe it's me. So maybe I'll change and hopefully he feels the same way. He didn't make it sound that way when he told me fuck off or whatever, but you know, I don't, I don't want to keep feeling that way. Um, and I think it's going to happen more and more in the next few months. And no matter what happens in November, uh, I mean, at least, 
33% or whatever the polls say are, are going to be very upset. So yeah, it'll be the role of the next president, if it is a different one, to mend that divide. And hopefully some tolerance and some forgiveness will go a long way, not towards the president or the people that, you know, we've got to make sure there aren't any life rafts for these people. There were life rafts after Bush, and that was bullshit. That motherfucker took us in that wars were still fighting and... My kids, if I have them, will be paying off his bullshit. Based on so, yellow cake. Yeah. A lot of that. <sighs> yeah, uh, I agree. And, you know, those people should have been tried. And Bush should have been tried. Donald, Trump, Donald Rumsfeld should have been tried. Dick Cheney should have been tried. Those people are all war criminals. And we created life rafts when we brought in the first black president because he was going to be clemency. I don't know. It's just been the, the, you know what? Donald Trump's gotten rid of a lot of traditions. Let's follow his footstep it and indict him the second he's out of office if there's anything to indict him over. Because it's bullshit. When you're in charge and you have that much power, when you abuse that power, you deserve to be held accountable for it. It's the exact same conversation we're having about police. You don't have, there's no such thing as qualified immunity. That, that translates to you being above the law. Those are fancy words. Qualified immunity means you have qualified yourself to be immune to prosecution. Yeah. No one is above the law. I agree, even the president. This is a real fun episode. Let's talk about sports, Alan. <laughs> yeah, you had a sports story. I, have, I do have a I don't know anything well, about. Fucking football starts Thursday, dog. How about it? College football Sweet. starts on Thursday. Actually, college football already. Well, so, so for many of you who are listening to this, that means there is football tonight. The night you're hearing this. If you're listening the night this episode comes out, you can watch Central Arkansas play University of Alabama, Birmingham, the Dragons. It's already Central Arkansas's second game. They beat Austin P. That's spelled P E A Y, I think. It is. But I, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> A they powerhouse beat Austin to college P. football. <laughs> yeah. They, they beat the Austin P. Governors. 24 to 17 in a close one on Saturday, really? which was the first college football I got to watch. It was a blast. Nice. Dude, nobody loves football more than Ar Central Arkansas. I'm, I know this to be true. Central Arkansas is in a conference that canceled football this year. Mm -hmm. And they said, Fuck it. We're going to schedule 12 games. So they fucking did. So, like all of these games were, were scheduled in the last month. So they already had a game against UAB. Um, they have a game later in the year against North Dakota State. That's the only game North Dakota State is playing this year. What conference they is even Central Arkansas in? I, dude, like I don't the know. MAC or some uh, shit? I don't even know. Sure. I think they are in the MAC, actually. Okay. Uh, but North Dakota State is like the, the uh, what used to be like called D2. Right. They're the D2 champs. Like they had, they've had a playoff forever and these guys are fucking good. Like they're a huge powerhouse. There's a quarterback for North Dakota State named Trey Lance who has millions of dollars on the line for this one fucking game. They're only, Alan, North Dakota State canceled their football season except for, for one the one game. game that Central Arkansas negotiated <laughs> with shit. them. And that's going to fuck up Trey Lance's career, I promise you. Like, well, if you've ever been to... Central Arkansas, you might understand why they really love college football. There's not a lot else going on. Dude, I'm a huge fan. Like, I'm a huge <laughs> really? Central Arkansas fan. That's my new favorite team, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, I, I actually have a feeling with college football this year that we're going to end up giving a shit about a lot more teams than we normally would have or teams that we normally wouldn't care about we're going to care about because there's going to be so few well, there's teams a lot of playing. Big like conferences full... that aren't even in, in play, so yeah. Yeah, like right off the bat, there's, a, there's two major conferences that aren't playing. Right. And then outside of that, even within the conferences that do play, teams are not going to make it through their season. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oklahoma had uh, an entire, they kept it cryptic, but it was an entire position group was out because of COVID protocols. Wow. Like guys, enough guys tested positive that he, if it's a position group and it's the way he's talking about it, they were like, they work as a unit next to each other. It was like a defensive line. Right, you know? right. That can't happen during the season. Ooh. It's not like you have 16 defensive linemen to just rotate through. Cause, cause if you have four, you can't play a game. Those guys got to rotate through. Right. It's fucking hard, right. you know? Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there's like yeah. a thousand. Wasn't there like a thousand cases in Alabama? Did we already talk about that? Dude, yeah. There was so many cases in Alabama last week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that headline as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's something to be excited about. Some fun. Some yeah. light here in this dark show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, other other light things are Dustin's questions. You tune in for the lightness of Dustin's questions. Indeed. And I that. try not to read ahead so that I am blindsided by these questions. Always. All right. So. All right. 
Uh, just random thought. Instead of saying MTV, you know how like old people like us say, you know, MTV used to have music videos. Yes, I do. Instead of that, I want to say, you know, Bravo used to have actual opera. Ooh, how very uh, high-minded of you. Yeah, so, yeah, that's like the Winnie the Pooh version of it, you know, where he's got the monocle in. <laughs> the MTV mu- uh, Movie Awards were this last Sunday. I didn't get the chance to catch them, but I I was scrolling through my TV channels and literally they put them on every single channel that they own. So it was on like Nickelodeon, MTV. It was on like Oh, I know about this cuz when we were at the hotel like, you know, those are all the channels that hotel cable has right. and every commercial break, which by the way, commercials are rude. When was the last time you watched commercials? Never. Dude, it is so <laughs> fucking rude. I was trying to watch Ghostbusters and it was like interruption. I was like, "Hey, somebody's telling a fucking story here. You don't just get to come in here and sell toothpaste." How rude. Whatever. Yeah. So what were you saying that wasn't that? Oh, no. I was just saying they had it on like eight different channels. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I saw a lot of commercials for it. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. They were like, it's a live performance with Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande for the first time ever. I was like, all right. Is that important? Yeah. I know we're supposed to talk about pop culture, but I, I just couldn't bring myself to watch that. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what else you got? Question. Last time I cared about the Video Music Awards, Puff Daddy was rappelling down onto the stage and they were doing an RIP for uh, Biggie. They were oh, doing geez. that I'll Be Missing You song. That was yeah. a long time ago. That was cool. It was a cool effect, though. It really uh, burned into my memory. I actually remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. That song, man. Mace was there. Yeah, of course. And Faith. Hill? No, not Faith Hill. Evans. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not Hill. Different show. Faith. Papa. Faith. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, oh, Alan. Yes, I'm here. You're never going to believe this. Last week you mentioned a tape where uh, Marianne Trump was on it. Uh, you said Trump's sister is recorded saying that Trump was a fraud. Uh, Alan. Yes. Guess what Marianne Trump's last name is. You're never going to believe this. I, I, I have no idea. Marion. 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 Marion Barry. No way. Way. <laughs> Mayor for life? Mayor for life. Marion Barry. <laughs> bitch set me up. Okay, Alan, I, I can't say things like bitch set me up on a microphone without explanation. Oh, you do it. Okay. Come on. Who's Marion Barry? Marion Barry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mayor for life. That bitch set me up. Well, I'm down here in Ward 8. <laughs> So Marion Barry was the the mayor for Washington D.C. who had um, famously a lot of issues, including drug problems, etc. He had a, well, you don't know that he had drug problems. That bitch might have set him up. <laughs> he was a, a very uh, colorful character, lively character, shall we say, in D.C. politics. And we used to listen to a show called the Don and Mike Show, which was based in D.C. Uh, in one of the the members of the cast of Don and Mike show, Mike O'Mara, uh, who does voices as part of his his comedy shtick, used to do <laughs> used to do uh, Marion Barry's voice, and Mal Barry. it was it was hilarious the skits that that they would do and that he would do with with those. So yeah, that's that's really funny. I had no idea that was her last name. No no I relation. Know, right? I'm assuming. I I just heard a news story where they're like Marion Barry Trump. I was like, oh yeah. He, he's not alive. Wait, Trump? Wait. Okay. Anyway. That's funny. All right. I have a question. Okay. Who's Debbie? Um, Like Debbie's, like little Debbie's? Like the little snack no, things? No, as in, I just settled on my lawsuits. Fuck you, Debbie. Oh. The famous Eminem quote. I just settled on my lawsuits. Fuck you, Debbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's Debbie? I don't know. Was he being sued by somebody named Debbie, and he settled so much that he didn't mind saying fuck you forever in a song? It's definitely not his baby mama's name or his mom's name because I, I know he's called them out before. But no, I have no idea who Debbie is. Maybe. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. I only know Kim. Kim was the baby mama, right? I, I Haley's think. Haley's mother. Yeah. Who's in the? It's adult okay. Now. Go with him, Haley. Haley. Dad. <laughs> uh, back to politics. Do you think it's an accident that Donald Trump has stolen campaign slogans from two dead Republicans rather than take anything from one of the living or well, the one living one? Interesting. So the two dead ones would be Nixon, Reagan, Law and Order. That's Nixon, and Make America Great Again, or Make America Great Again. I don't know. And that's from 
Nixon and Reagan. Reagan, right? Okay, I was right. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Nixon stuff is definitely Roger Stone influence because obviously he's a huge Nixon supporter. They identified the cycle in American politics, recognizing that you know there might be an actual silent majority that will respond well to law and order as they did under Nixon. Yeah, and Roger Stone obviously had been a huge um, orchestrator of yeah, his supporter moves, yeah, and of Nixon, an advisor. He loves Nixon. He's got a tattoo on his back. No, what I'm saying, he's been a, he was a huge supporter and advisor of Donald Trump, and obviously was involved oh, yeah. in, in the Nixon campaign as well. Has he been involved with Donald Trump? I haven't heard anything about. You him. haven't heard that at all. No, <laughs> no nothing. Yeah, I know the Monopoly Man was at his inauguration. <laughs> You guys got to be plugged into politics Indeed. to get it's, jokes it's on gotta the show. Got to go. Got to go fast. Yeah. Um, so, why why nothing from Bush? Interesting. How about oh, I, I know have I know why probably used for why because compassionate conservatism. Like, there's no way Trump could do that. That doesn't fit his brand. That's true. Isn't it weird? That was going to be Bush's direction. I'm actually really, really, really get ready, America. <laughs> I'm really, really mad at Osama bin Laden. I mean, that, that definitely doesn't put you on an island. Do you want to know why? I do. Because 9-11 altered the course of the Bush administration. Because George Bush, while not the person I voted for in the first election I had a chance to vote in, I have yet to pick a winner. And I only didn't vote for Obama because by that point I had been fully on board with the don't vote. I, I, I don't want to get into it. Uh, well, I'll get into it. I don't believe in endorsing someone that I am afraid is going to kill people around the world like they always do. So I didn't vote for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have voted for Obama, though, uh, given the choices at the time. Certainly not John McCain, warmonger. Uh, rest in peace, though. Uh, <laughs> I wish him well. That was uh, quite the roller coaster what, that just happened. What was I saying before that? <laughs> that you're totally angry off. at Osama bin Laden because of... Oh, do you want to know why I hate Osama bin Laden? I mean, there's lots of because reasons. I think that George Bush would have been a puppet and misguided and corporatist Republican. However, it wouldn't have drawn us into two endless wars all around the globe. Why'd I stop it too? And yeah, I think it would have been interesting to see what his compassionate conservatism could have actually been if it didn't turn into I'm a wartime president, which he actually said. So I don't know. I feel like maybe the, the Hawks in the administration, Cheney and Rumsfeld, would have found a way to bomb somebody, but but maybe you're right. Sure. Like the Balkans or something, right? Yeah. Like that's always fun. There's probably some Croat that you're upset with. Sure. Like, maybe. You know. um, well, I did have an idea that if Trump gets the Civil War he wants, he can always, a month later, show up on an aircraft carrier with a banner that says Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Then he can really nail down Jesus. all those pens there. <laughs> Do you think Trump had COVID? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I think he did when he had... I. Why else was he so hard, pause, on hydrochloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. Whatever. So you think he was treated with it and it worked? I was just worried to not say hard on out loud. You think he was treated, treated with it and it worked and that's why he... Yeah, well, I I think one way or the other, he... he was afraid that he was exposed to it. He probably got a bullshit positive test, took hydroxychloroquine, and was fine. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any evidence to to indicate that. I mean, isn't it weird that no world leaders have caught this communicable disease that you get when you're in public with people, which is what they do for a living? Uh, what's like, his name? Was there someone? Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson got yeah. it. Tom Hanks got um, it. Rand Paul got it. That's it. Yeah, there were some people in Trump's cabinet that got it. Uh, oh, Herman Cain got Herman it. Herman Cain got it. And, by the way, Cain Herman Cain, have you seen that people are still using his Twitter to, to tweet even though he's dead? Oh, and speaking of the, the president's medical conditions, there's, he tweeted today that he never had a stroke. And people were like... Oh, he, he made a point to say that? Yeah, and people were like, why? well, why? Because nobody was saying that you had a stroke. So it's like the meme. It's like nobody, yeah. nobody, <laughs> Donald Trump. By the way, I never had a stroke. Yeah, apparently. Really? Like that? I mean, I was working pretty hard today. I didn't see that show up in any of the Yeah, and then like the, the, the Drudge Report, which I didn't even know was still a thing, actually did come out and say that they thought he had a stroke. The, that, huh. that came from the whole incident where he went to Walter Reed that was unscheduled in November and yeah. said it was just part of a... Oh, my God. That was a lifetime ago. Yeah. They said that it was just for like a physical, but meanwhile, we have reporting now that says that Mike Pence was told that, hey, there's the potential that the president may have to under, be under anesthesia, in which case you'll have to be ready to assume um, the duties of the president for that time. 
we still don't know what that whole Walter Reed visit was about, but just interesting. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a simple procedure he was being anesthetized for, and that would definitely be a precaution. I think they to would take, just right? come out with that, though, rather than try to. Yeah, I don't know. Well, did they come out with the fact that he that he was at Walter Reed, or did somebody else say that? Or you're saying once that comes out, they should have just said, yeah. or they you'd think they would have just said it was nothing, it was simple anesthesia, and the fact that they're not saying that is because they'd have to lie to say that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I put those all together while I was answering my own <laughs> questions. Thanks. Good job. I have a, uh, an election reform idea. By the way, election with the next word starting with an R is a tough word. Like Just to say it? Erection. Leform. <laughs> election reform. <clears throat> I have an election reform idea. How about this? Ban fundraising for campaigns. Instead, each candidate will get $1 million to use. That's it. When it's debate time, continue the tradition of timing, answering questions, but add demerits. Every time a candidate avoids a question or needlessly speaks and interrupts, their time stops and it's on to the next question. We learn a lot about their character quickly, and I think this is a good idea, but it'll never happen because the parties have control of the debate stage and the debate format. Do you know that, by the way? Uh, I also think it's a great idea, and I also think it will never happen because the parties won't allow yeah, it. Because it's a good idea. Yeah. Whatever you're polling at as a candidate, you have to be at a certain number in order to be in the debates. And it used to be a lower number, like 5 5%. If you're above 5%, you're in the debate. And then all of a sudden, they didn't put good candidates out there from their parties, and you started getting third-party candidates that were getting things like 5%. And they're like, well, that doesn't make sense. We can't have three people in this fucking debate. Otherwise, it won't be fair to us. So they said 15% new rule, which by the way, try getting 15% in any poll without going on television, doing basically the Super Bowl commercial of political advertising, which is the debates. Right. I think they put in um, like fundraising caveats as well, right? Don't you have to raise a certain amount of money to get there? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Speaking of fundraising, it looks like the, the Biden campaign raised about $300 million this last month, which would be a record. Um, the campaign has, and at least this time of, of air, the, the campaign hasn't officially come out and said that, but that's what appears to be the case, which would be pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know if you're on the uh, the text list for, for Biden, but I get a text every day. Um, <laughs> Dude, no, but I get emails from Trump nonstop. When right. Trump got elected, I was like, I'm going to get it on this. Uh, I heard there was like a survey that he was sending out to people that were like supporters. So I got on that email list so that I could see the bullshit he was sending out. Dude, you've sent me some of those. They're hilarious. Oh, I got to send you a new one. I got a new one. Oh, my God. Hold on. This is a whole topic. I'm really sorry. <laughs> what were you going to say while I look this up? Uh, just so if, if that's actually accurate, that they raised that much money, that's that's pretty... Phenomenal. The the tone of the text messages over the last few weeks has been. Uh, I was surprised by that by hearing that news story based on the tone of the text that they've been sending, uh, saying. Yeah, the tone of the text were basically the picture of Bernie Sanders saying, "I'm once again, I'm here asking for mm -hmm. money." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, can you just and chip would, in twelve dollars? Like, we really right. we can't we can't fall behind Trump. We know he's raising a lot, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Always the twelve dollars, so they can act like it's grassroots, right. even though they hired a cop to be a running mate. And all right, <laughs> uh, so the newest uh, survey that I got from the fucking Republican Party, it starts off with like, "Oh, you are very important to us, and we really need to know what this select group of people." Which it's like, if I was on any select list, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> like nobody with my vocal opinions and voting history should be on your select list. Unless you want to know what to do differently to bring people like me in, which I have yet to see. Um, so anyways, uh, let's go through a couple of these funny questions they asked. Can't wait. Um, do you approve or disapprove of the Democrats' never-ending witch hunt to try to destroy <laughs> President Trump? Approve, disapprove, unsure. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's not leading the witness at all, is it? Well, maybe this one. Okay. Do you think the Democratic Party as a whole is promoting a big government socialist agenda for America? Oh, OK. Uh, yes, no, unsure. I'm surprised they didn't just put like, yes, yes. And also, yes. You know how there's this idea where if you know one point of information about someone, you can probably identify mm -hmm. the rest of their politics. Yeah. I love this next question because they wrap, they hit every one of the points that makes you a Republican. So if you missed any of these, you're like, oh, well, yes, agree. So 
Do you approve or disapprove of the Democrats' agenda? Alan, are you ready for the Democrats' agenda that you may or may not know about? I'm ready. I'd like to be informed. Do you approve or disapprove of the Democrats' agenda to raise taxes, provide free health care and college tuition for all, open our borders to all immigrants, (laughs) enact dangerous abortion policies, pack the Supreme Court, allow inmates to vote, and abolish the Electoral College? Alan, do you approve or disapprove, or are you unsure about that? Wow. Remember, you're on our very special list, Alan. I'm going to have to disapprove of that. Yeah. Disapprove. You disapprove of the Democrats' agenda to raise taxes. Okay. Uh, Do you believe the national media has a strong bias against all things Donald Trump and Republican? Fake news. Fake news. It just says, hold on. I love it. Like, who worded this? Do you believe the national media has a strong bias against all things Donald Trump and Republican? And fails to tell America's voters the real facts about President Trump's policies, goals, and accomplishments. Alan, the real facts. The real, not the real facts. Yeah. The, the word real is important when you put it in front of facts because it distinguishes away from fake facts, right? Well, plus it's part of the president's Twitter handle. I mean, he's the real Donald Trump. Can you imagine how stupid you think the person you're talking to is? I'm just, I need to say this because if you got one of these in the mail, you need to recognize that the party you're involved with thinks you're fucking retarded. <laughs> they put real in front of facts as if you think there's two types of facts. Good luck, uh, man. Yeah. Just just you need to look in the mirror and I'm sure I just lost half our listeners. Alan, I don't care. I'm making this for me and you. Yeah. Indeed. I agree. Well, that was fun. Uh, it's been cathartic for me. I don't think I've self-sabotaged in such an enjoyable way in a long time. <laughs> Only been working on this podcast for six months, and I go out here and piss off half the people that are listening. But all right, man. Yeah, we're just having fun. Hey, Alan. Yep. What have you been consuming this week? What's been in your media diet? What have I been consuming? All right. So I watched a movie on Amazon Prime. It was written by a guy named Roger Avery, which if you think that name sounds a little bit familiar, it's because he co-wrote Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Which, by the way, was, did he do? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I thought Tarantino wrote the whole thing by himself. But Yeah, I thought so too. Has he wrote other movies with him? Or does Tarantino have other? I'm sure he has other people that write scripts. Yeah, I'm sure he does too. But I was just... I mean, at least to get him coke. <laughs> like, you would get co-writer credits if you were the cocaine supplier probably. for a script he entirely wrote. Yeah, probably. At least a key yeah, I mean, grip, you are, at least. You are... <laughs> I get it. Uh, I've never known what a key grip is, but now I feel like I do. <laughs> so the name of the movie is called Lucky Day. came out in 2019, okay. and it stars Crispin Glover, who you might... Oh, he was in Back to the Future, right? Yeah. He was old... Old Marty. No, Marty's dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it does have some Pulp Fiction vibes to it. It's, I would say it's... <clears throat> It's kind of funny, but it has a very specific sense of humor, which is sort of similar to the sense of humor in Pulp Fiction. Um, mm. There's kind of it's kind of fast paced, kind of violent, uh, kind of uh, there's some witty stuff in it. But uh, so I'll just give you a brief description about the movie. So there's it's a safe cracker. Uh, the name the main protagonist is a safe cracker uh, named Red, and basically at the beginning of the movie he's in jail. And he's getting out of jail, and he's being reunited with his his artist girlfriend and young daughter. And the rest of the movie is kind of about him being pursued by Crispin Glover, who plays a kind of a mob um, boss, I guess you could say, whose brother was killed during uh, Red the the Safecracker's last score. So he's, tr- hmm. he's he's chasing him down and wants to kill him, basically, right? That's a simple enough but entertaining plot. Yeah. I mean, and Crispin Glover is just so over the top in this movie as far as, oh, <laughs> uh, man, the stuff he does and the stuff he says. Um, for some reason, there's... So is he like an underappreciated method actor? Is that the vibe to look at him with? Yeah, maybe. I, I know he's been in lots of movies. Lynn. He's like, he's been in lots of movies, but you really can't name them or they don't really stand out. But he's... Yeah, I think he was in Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. Oh. Maybe. I don't even know what Mouse Hunt is. It's actually a pretty funny comedy, but it's like a family comedy. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so it's it's very predictable. I'll say that. The, okay. You, everything that happens, especially towards the end, you're like, okay, I knew that was that was set up and that's, that's yeah. that was going to happen. 
was it in a bad way or sometimes that's okay. So you know how you were saying that sometimes you just want like kind of a bubblegum action movie to kind of turn on yeah. and you really don't care all that much? Yeah. I would say this fits that bill. It's not a great movie. Okay. It's not a great movie. Um, it's Put it on in case you like might decide to masturbate in a half hour and you're not <laughs> sure. You want to put headphones there is... and you don't mind missing out on what you're going to watch. There's a couple funny sex scenes. Um I'm not talking about masturbating in the movie. So, like, what I'm saying is you put a movie on, but you're by yourself, and, like, a half hour in, you're like, ah, I could beat off. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't movie. saying you would do that to the movie. I was just saying that there was a couple of fun things. I mean, Crispin Glover's ears are kind of interesting, but. <laughs> Anyways, I give it a, uh, I don't know, like a two and a quarter, two and a half. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. Wish you gave Cosmos a two and a half. <laughs> It's not fucking four and a quarter. It's not that great. It's not that great. But it's it's. Are, are you doing this because I badgered you last week? No, 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 no. This is what I. Okay. Really think. All right. Cool. I'll check it out. I mean, I'll put it on in that context, not the masturbating context. But well, I will, and then I'll text you, okay. and then a half hour I really later, I'll be like, know. "Guess what? I just you, did." You just sent me a picture of like a tissue paper, like crumpled up. It's usually like an old shirt, but okay. sure, whatever works yeah. for you, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is that is. Oh, I also watched some Key and Peel. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Which I haven't seen in forever. I don't even know when TMPL came out. Like how long ago was that? Ten years ago? Uh, fuck no, like seven. Seven. Okay. I, I hadn't seen it for now. a long time. I don't know how I stumbled on it. What is it? One of their family members is gonna have a gay wedding. So they bring the whole family together, uh, and they bring in like he brings in somebody from work that he knows who's gay to sort of explain to them how they should behave at this wedding. Hmm. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, so that was entertaining. I don't know. So, yeah, another thing I watched. But those are, that's it for my media. Have you seen that episode where <clears throat> they adopt a dog and he's like Ice Cube? No. Yeah, Ice Cube's old. No, Ice T is Ice T's old dog. No, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, my God. He's like, because I'm a treat killer and a motherfucking handful. <laughs> and then the doorbell rings and some white dog runs in. He's like, that's my bitch, Coco. We're about to get graphic up in this bitch. <laughs> Nice. This is my, <clears throat> that's my favorite sketch of theirs. Nice. But I'm a dog lover. What do you want from me? Indeed. How about you? What's been in my media diet? It's been. I, yeah, it, what's been. <laughs> uh, Movie-wise, I've actually been watching a lot of movies this last week. The only one that really comes to mind going into this that I'm ashamed of myself for not having seen before is Django Unchained. I just watched really? it last night. Great movie. I, just, I watched, which is odd because you were talking about Tarantino. Right. Movie. Oh, my God. I'm mad at myself. I I like I immediately reshuffled all my favorite Tarantino movies, realizing this deserves to be near the top on yeah, most. Not great movies. Man, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, I mean, they all feel differently for different reasons, but right. this one's this is so good. This, I, ugh. Yeah, it was a good movie. I agree. Yeah. Um. And and then as soon as I was done, I was watching the new the newest the Spider Man Far From Home. The animated one. Uh, no, oh, no, 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 far oh, from far, home. Okay. Uh, like the one where he goes to Italy. Yeah. Dude, so so Samuel Jackson's in both those movies. I just want to pause and say, God damn, do we really appreciate... Like, I don't want to wait until this man's dead. I know we talk about how funny he is, how cool he is, how much of a badass motherfucker <laughs> he is. But yeah, I don't want to wait till he's dead to be saying, man, we are spoiled by this guy. He played the, like, house in person mm-hmm. in the Django, um, Django Unchained yeah. and he plays Nick Fury and I watched him back to back and I was like fuck I, I'm so stupid I watch movies and I just forget that the actors aren't are real people I'm like that's a man who is under Munchausen syndrome stuck like under his master but thinking he's free and then this one he's the leader of the Avengers wait None of these are real people. God damn it. You got me again, Samuel L. He's, he's pretty fucking great. I, I agree. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That just comes out after like yeah. two minutes of talking about Samuel L. For Jackson. sure. For sure. I agree. Uh, other than that, in terms of what I've been consuming media-wise, I went to and celebrated Record Store Day this weekend, and I picked up the last copy at my favorite record store who doesn't give me a discount so I won't um, it's all the weird kids up front a fan voted greatest hits by Spoon any of you guys out there that are Spoon fans um, they made a greatest hits 
like a year and a half ago uh, called Everything Hits at Once, which is fantastic. But this is even better. Like I, I voted on this. I voted on this and I get to play my songs. Nice. Um, it's pretty close to my favorites cool. too. So, And there's different songs on there that aren't on the other one. Uh, I would highly recommend it for you, but you can't buy it anymore. So suck a lame. Did you get ponytails I and also, cocktails also? Yeah, I also supported our friend Chad Duke. You really got it? Yeah, I bought it. I got ponytails oh, that's and lit. cocktails, Nags Dread. I'm off mic, sorry. I also got pony ponytails and cocktails, um, side eight. Oh, wait, what's this one called? Uh, this one is called, I, it's called Pleasure Island. <laughs> And then they did another one um, with the band The Pie Tasters and another band called Sonny Ledford where they all three did versions of Sonny, Re- Sonny Ledford's song, Nickel Size Hail, which is a pretty good like rock country song. That's um, dope, man. But the Pie, Taker, Pie Tasters did a ska version and Ponytails and Cocktails did their weird music version of it, which is very fun and creative and enjoyable. Uh I yeah, love the I just listened to actually before we record. Yeah, me too. Yeah, good stuff. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I have a quote. Let's do it. Uh, hold on. I forgot to pull it. That's what she said. I hope not. <laughs> do you know who the author Christopher Dwyer is? The name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I. Yeah, I, I liked this quote, and... I know he's an author of a book called Critical Thinking, Conceptual Perception, uh, Conceptual Perspectives and Practical Guidelines. But I think he's written a lot of those like business and self-help-ish mm, type books that you probably okay. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you see Christopher Dwyer, Christopher Dwyer on the books that are still being sold at Staples. <laughs> okay, got you. Right? Got you. Yeah. Um, I really like this quote, though, so... It inspired today's episode. Open-mindedness is about being open to changing your mind in light of new evidence. It's about detaching from your beliefs and focusing on unbiased thinking void of self-interest. It's about being open to constructive criticism and new ideas. People who are skeptical do all of this as well. They challenge ideas, and they withhold judgment until sufficient evidence is provided. They are open to all possibilities until sufficient evidence is presented. I like it. Christopher Dwyer. Yeah. I like it. You like it? I do. I like it. Well, thus ends our themed episode, which, honestly, in hindsight, really didn't leave a lot of room for comedy jib-jabs, which I promise to have more for in the future. I... You know, Alan, you, you've been really great with this. I'm sure you've just, this is a normal episode for you. This one was sort of a passion project for me. I, I wanted to get this off my chest. Yeah, so I know. listeners, I appreciate your time. I value your time. In my mind, I was hoping to communicate an idea out there and I hope you appreciate it. Um, you know, we'll bring the yucks more. Don't worry. Sometimes the week is heavy and, uh, and then the show's heavy. It's a yeah. heavy time, man. It's a heavy time, man. But, you know, we all got to take a break a little bit, too. So, you know, we're not going to be heavy all the time. I promise that. It, especially, it's it's about to get weirder. Could have been a quote, right? When the going gets weird, the weird turned pro. Indeed. No offense? None taken. All right, man. God bless. Cheers. That was fun. Now this is podcasting.